Oh, perfect timing. Perfect timing. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen. Brother Chili. <laughs> Coming in hot. What are you so mad for? Yeah, Chili? what was going on with that, man? What you been doing? What are you talking about? Who you been on the phone with? He looks mad, don't he? Red-faced. Yeah. He just, got, little, just had to take care of a little business. It's all right. He got, he got right fired up on the drive over here, man. Uh, Justin, what's up, brother? How you doing? Doing good, man. Doing. We got our brother Justin, Justin Sheely, Trail Trash Dirt Bag on the podcast with us today. Team PT uh, this morning was outstanding. You know... Oh, we got Blake on here, too. <laughs> What's up, Blake? He didn't finish Team PT this morning, so I forgot about him. Because some people got to do work around here. <laughs> yeah, hey, listen, listeners, do y'all want 307 Podcast to keep going, or y'all just want us to fold up, and then we could just we could uh, send you an Instagram post about, hey, we're still training. We're still training. Look, yeah, I mean, you did good, Blake. Yeah, so we're thinking about creating an app, right? Yeah. Where we can have everything in-house in one place, podcast, resurrected, everything, a chat room. Uh, if we want to, we're going to call it something cooler than the chat room if we do this app. But um, that's what Blake was working on this morning. I'm really excited about that, man. And the great thing about having an app, if we, if it's our app, I'm thinking then Chili can actually say the things that he wants to say. We can have a, a podcast just with Chili where he can say the things that he actually wants to say and we don't have to worry about it getting pulled off of uh, iTunes or, or all the, the public platforms. We can leave all the edits in, all the stuff we edit out that he says. No, this show's never been edited. <laughs> Ch Chili just holds back on us. If y'all would have heard the conversation that we had from the barbecue place to here... Those are the things Chili needs to be. That's Chili needs to be telling people these things. Well, he but, he headed me off at the gate, and he said, "Hey, you got to get rid of your iPhone." I said, "Chili, <laughs> I don't use iPhone. I use an Android." And he said, "Well, whatever you got, you got to get rid of it." Me and Chad's already been talking. We, you 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 got to get rid of that stuff. I said, "Huh? Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, oh, yeah." He uh, we ain't messing around. He needs his. He does. He needs his own show. He's Chili is very intelligent. When it comes to current events and, you know, looking ahead to the future and knowing what's going to happen, you really have a gift for that, man. I mean, that's why we hired him for the director. He's the director of prophecy here at 307 Project. Um, I thought you just hired me to beat somebody at PT. No, no. There's plenty of people I could do. Um, no. So, yeah. That was just a bonus. You know... You told me something the other day about the the whole vaccine thing, about how it was going to, about how this was going to play out. If you guys haven't noticed, and, and here in just a minute, guys, we're going to talk about uh, Team PT and all that good stuff. But if you guys haven't noticed, they've started allowing all this pushback <clears throat> that's happening uh, around the vaccine, and th they're allowing it now to stay on social media platforms. Two, three weeks ago, they weren't allowing that. Those posts would have been shut down, deleted, hidden, right? But now all of a sudden, it's like you're seeing stuff on social media. 
that it, it's it's all pushback, and they're allowing the post to stay up. Well, Chili told me that was going to happen about two months ago, and I and I thought he was full of crap. I was thinking there's no way Instagram and Facebook is going to allow this type of information to stay up on the platform, but it's it's we it's it's happening. So he has he has the answers for all of that stuff. And he has not been wrong about anything thus far. So I'm sure you'll be wrong eventually about something, but you hadn't been wrong about anything so far. Well, well he can't be. You know how you know how many times it takes for someone to be a false prophet? Just one. One time. Just one. <laughs> so if you ever wrong, Chili, you're getting fired, son. Well, I, I've all I've whatever. I mean. This stuff isn't, I, I explained it to you in the car. This isn't prophetic when it has been, you can read what's going to happen. It's not hidden. You're just a little more intelligent than we are. No, I just pay attention. Well, if you want to know what's happened, you can, you, if you want to know what will happen, you, you can figure it out. I don't think there's nothing special about me. Yeah. Well, and, but I think there's something to be said also, Chili. You know, you said something the other day, and I thought, huh, that's legit. You know, a lot of these dang conservative podcasts, they want to talk about how dumb the this... Um, yeah, they well, want to talk about how dumb politicians are and the, the, the bankers that run the world and the elite people that run the world. They want to talk about how dumb they are. No, they're not freaking dumb. No, they're and not And you need dumb. to quit calling them dumb. Like, people make fun of politicians like Nancy Pelosi and... Whoever, Kamala Harris, they're not dumb, okay? They got in that position for a freaking reason. Yep. They're evil geniuses, basically. I mean, they're not dumb. Yeah. And and when you continue to think that they're dumb and call them dumb, you're not giving them the, the credit that they actually do deserve. I'm not saying they're good. They're evil, these people. And they're carrying out an evil agenda, but they are certainly not dumb in that respect. I agree 100%. That's a very, that's a, that's a mistake. Um, well, I mean that that's a ta- that's a that's a tactical thing. I mean, even in right. the SEAL teams, if you start to if you start to like degradate your enemy in your own eyes and think that they're some dumb savage, well, they're probably gonna sneak up behind you and kill you one day. Yeah. Um. So, you know, <laughs> you yeah. I just like that a lot, brother Justin. Man, thank you for uh for giving me the honor to baptize you this morning. That was wonderful. What what how. Walk me through that a little bit, man. So, um, years ago, you know, I had accepted Jesus in my life and um, had uh, sort of a, as you would call it, a lukewarm walk, you know, since then. And I've spent a lot of time thinking about it and praying about it. And uh, I just figured that's the last piece that's holding me back from really doing what God is calling me to do. Um, and for the last 24 years since I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, that has come up in my mind constantly. So uh, I just decided to do it. And I heard you talking about it one day. You were fired up about baptizing people. And I was like, man, that there'd be no better way than for me to go out there and, you know, I didn't know it was going to turn out like this to go to a 
team PT and get to do all this. And I mean, it was just awesome. So, um, you know, I thank you guys. And I know there's a lot of people out there. I talk to all kinds of people that are within the body of three of seven, the resurrected folks. And, you know, I'm not going to speak for them, but I'll say that what you guys are doing is pretty amazing. And you're touching a lot of people and, uh, I'm fired up. I know there's a lot of other people out there fired up and, you know, I'm doing everything I can to make sure that I'm lining up myself as close as I can to Jesus and get out there and do something. Um, you know, a, a lot of what you guys talk about, I mean, people pretty mad about how things are going in this country right now. Um, and I just decided, you know, I, I'm not going to be mad about it anymore. I'm going to, I'm just going to shut my mouth and go do something. So that's what I'm going to do. I love it, brother. And you, you hit the nail on the head, man. I also hear a lot of angry voices out there and I'm thinking, well, you angry person, what I agree with what you're saying and I agree with what you're angry about. Do but something. What is the dang solution? I don't care that you can articulate the things that you're angry about. What's the other option that you're giving to the people that are listening to you? There ain't none. No, at least that I hear. Nobody else is offering another option. And you're exactly right, man. Get out and do something, man. We Look, man, I'm just going to jump into this. Before I tell y'all how freaking, how just, just how I raked chili over the coals today, son. Let me hit y'all with the important stuff right off the front end. Let me hit y'all with the important stuff. Um, Oh, I got to baptize my brother Blake today. It came full circle. Blake prayed for me that I would come to know Jesus. I got saved by the grace of God, and now I get to baptize him? Who would ever heard of anything like that? <laughs> Blake's followed Jesus for a long time, yep. but he just ha he, he's, he hasn't been baptized. We baptized him today, man. Look, I have people reach out, and, and, and look, I, I hope you decide. I got to give you that video, Justin. I hope one day you, you use that as part of your testimony. Absolutely. Um, because I, I'm just going to basically talk about what we talked about this morning. People ask me all the time, is baptism important? Well, you know what? It doesn't matter if I think baptism is important. It doesn't matter if your pastor thinks baptism is important. It doesn't matter if your buddy down the street that says he goes to church thinks baptism is important. What matters is, does God's word say that baptism is important? And it is quite obvious that, yes, it is. And we believe in God's word, which is why we baptize. Most specifically, in Acts chapter 2, where Peter and the disciples have just received the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, and they bust out of the doors, and they're and they're speaking the gospel to these people, and the people all think they're drunk because they're speaking in other languages. They're, they're speaking the gospel in other languages so that everybody around there can understand. And people are walking by and say, these cats are drunk, man. Well, then Peter stands up and gives basically the rundown of the gospel, and he says right after that, 
He says, let me read it to you word for word. I've memorized this, but just so I don't mess it up. Peter said unto them, repent. That means turn away from who you used to be. Turn to Jesus Christ. Pick up your cross and follow him. That's what repent means. All right, now we're back on the verse. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. All right, so here is an essential part of what, what God's Word tells us to do when we decide we want to repent, pick up our cross, and follow Jesus as his son or his daughter. All right, so yes, it's important. The last words that Jesus gave us before he ascended into heaven, this is in Matthew chapter 28. Jesus had already done his ministry on earth, went to the cross, bared the burden of the sins of all of humanity, descended into hell, rose again on the third day, and before he ascends into heaven to be seated at the right hand of the God the Father and make intercession for us for the rest of this age, he left us with this command. Go ye and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Look, this answers a lot of questions for us. Not only is baptism important, yes, it is. You are commanded as a Christian to go and baptize other people. Understand, you don't have to be a minister or a preacher or a reverend or all these stupid names that we've come up with. You have to be a son or daughter of Jesus Christ, and you have the authority to baptize people and lead them to Christ. All right? A lot of Christians ask me, I, I know I'm on, I'm on a roll right here, guys. I'm sorry. Not only do Christians ask me, if baptism is important, but they complain that they don't feel like they have a purpose in life. They complain that they feel like they don't have a job within the body of Christ. Stop praying and asking for some divine purpose or some revelation for what you're supposed to do with your life. That prayer will probably not be answered. You know why? Because you have a job right here that will last you for the rest of your life, and this is the answer to everything. We just talked about a lot of people are angry about what's going on in the world right now. You realize this is the answer to everything? This is the option that can fix the world? If every one of us left, took this charge seriously, and we went forth, and we began to teach all people that we came in contact with, to teach all nations that we visited, 
to allow Christ to shine through us to get people sold out on Jesus Christ. And then immediately after that, we had the courage to say, let me walk you down to this water and baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ, God in the Holy Spirit. And when you rise up out of this water, you're going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And, and, and do you realize what would happen? No, I don't think we could realize. And Jesus said, lo, I am with you even unto the end of this world, man. So quit acting like you don't have a dang purpose, Christian. Quit acting like, quit acting like you don't have a job to do. All right? Dude, I love you guys, by the way. Let me put a caveat on all of this by saying I am not perfect. I am not a perfect Christian. I know I'm preaching right now. But I screw stuff up all the time, okay? But I'm telling you, this is what drives me. This is what drives me. And I need to take my job more seriously as a, as a, as a son of Jesus Christ because I can't tell you how many people that I run into on a day-to-day -day basis that I know need to hear about Jesus, need to hear my testimony, need to hear what God has done for me in my life, and I waste the opportunity. I wait for them to come to me. That's not what Jesus said. Jesus didn't say, sit in your house, wait until somebody comes up, knocks on your door, and asks you about Jesus. No, he said, go. <laughs> I'll shut up for a minute. Well, you hit it, man. Everybody wants to know what their purpose is in life, but what they're really asking for is the details yeah. of how it's going to, what they're supposed to do. Like, what is their job supposed to be specifically? What are the details of it? How are they going to get there? Well, a way to wrap that up is saying, if you are on track, like if you are sold out for the purpose that you just laid out and described, then the details take care of themselves Amen. in a way. I, I mean, I don't. Yeah. You start doing this, watch what happens. Yeah. Start doing this. I mean, I don't think there's anything else to say. Like, most people are detail-oriented. They won't do anything until they have all the plan figured out and all the details figured out. You'll realize that's a mistake, and you'll sit on your hands and waste time waiting for details to come. If you've got the purpose figured out, go. With anything, really. I mean... <laughs> so that's, that's why it was such an honor to baptize you guys this, this morning, because it allows, it, it, it allows me to at least know that I lived out the Great Commission today. And, you know, I'm always so humbled that Jesus has decided to use me for anything. It's like unbelievable that he, he, he's decided to use me for anything. <laughs> um, I front-loaded this podcast with that. Because there is nothing that we can tell you today that is any more, that is even in the same neighborhood of importance other than what we just told you. You can turn this podcast off right now. That's, there's nothing else we can tell you that's more important than that. And I want to tell you guys also, before we switch gears here, I am, I am wholly 100% convinced that Jesus Christ is God, creator, savior, and king. Both logically, I'm convinced, 
And both experientially, I am convinced, 100%. Uh, the things that people can believe in right now, the things that people can convince themselves is true right now, it's amazing to me that people can that people are convinced that things that they're being told are true there's they're they're as convinced about the things they're being told that those things are true as i am convinced that jesus christ is the lord and savior and creator of the universe so they can believe all this other crap that they can't see or understand but they tell me they can't believe in something as obvious as the truth of God's word yeah. or even just starting out something as obvious as intelligent design of the universe. I mean, come <laughs> on, dude. Cut, don't come at me with that. <laughs> well, no, I don't want to go off that yet because I think we might as well hit everything that comes into our mind on this podcast and, and belief. You're talking about people believing in whatever they believe in, whatever it may be. And that it's an important thing to note that they're essentially as convinced as you are about what they believe. Right. I, I mean, at least they're convinced on some level and it's, it's interesting to me whether it be something insignificant that they believe or where they put their hope in, basically. But that's what I wanted to get to. What else is there to put your hope in? Chili, we are to be the most pitiable species on earth as human beings if there is no God. Well, I mean, it's like everybody who has a different... I'm talking about significant beliefs, like your worldview... If you have a different worldview, what is one that that you can derive hope from other than... I, That's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I just haven't been offered that like one time. What yeah. What is there to do have you, hope in? Do you? Yeah. Do you have a better idea? I mean, it, you that, know... That, that offers you hope. I, I, I get what you're saying, man. Like, that's the thing is I, I just haven't heard any any alternative that even offers any hope nope let alone hope for eternity <laughs> so i mean it's just curious amen brother amen you you say chad why do you say we should be we as human beings if there is no god why why are you saying we should be the most pitied species of animal on earth that should be obvious because all we do is kill each other kill ourselves destroy our environment, destroy creation, argue, bicker, worry, stress. And look at what we're capable of. Yeah. We do all that when we're capable of so much more. Exactly. You, you, you look, yes, we, if there is no God, th that's even biblical. The Bible even says that. And I agree with it a hundred percent. I'm sorry. I'm going to give, what do, what do you think, gentlemen? Well, Bringing it back to the to the baptism part of it, you know, for for me, it was a I'd never really given it any thought, but 
as we started doing this and you were baptizing people and I wasn't me personally doing it, but whatever role I play in it, I, I thought to myself, well, how can I be a part of this if I've not done it myself? And it had never really been, uh, you know, I don't know if I just didn't catch on to it or what, but it had never really been on my heart to get it done until that point. And then when I think back on it, it's like, it's essentially disobedience, right? I mean, if if you know that you should be baptized and you should be baptizing other people and you're not, then it's just disobedience is all it is. And so just because it doesn't make, like, for me, I thought, or you can think, is why, like, what does it matter that I go underwater and come back up? You think it doesn't make sense. But that's the step of faith. Like, it doesn't matter if it makes sense or not. The Bible says it, and you have to believe it, and you just go do it whether it makes sense to you or not. You do it because the Bible says it, not because it makes sense to you. So for anybody that's out there that maybe you've gotten saved or whatever and you just have never gotten baptized, we will baptize you. Yeah. Come and, see us. And and do it. It's not like you could be serving Jesus for 20 years and not ever been baptized. It's not, it's not too late. It's not like, oh, man, I, you know, I... You're supposed to do that when you first get saved, and and I've kind of missed my missed the mark there. Just go do it. Yep. Well, I think one source of it's really not it wouldn't be confusion, but it would be maybe uh, any reluctance that people face. Maybe you as well is is they don't view baptism as necessary for salvation. Yeah, uh, which there's a lot. I don't think it is, but. there's a lot of things that we are commanded to do, asked to do uh, that aren't necessarily necessary or required for salvation, but it would be, it's something that you're asked to do, right? I mean, that would be the, the, the reasoning behind it. Like we're asked to not lie. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So, I mean, well, it's almost proof of salvation, right? If you're well, saved, I mean, then then you will want to go get baptized yeah, I mean, because that's what the Bible. What says. I'm saying is like we, it's not required, necessary for salvation. You say, well, neither is. I can't think of a good example. I mean, okay, okay, Eric, let me clear this up real quick. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. All right. This is the process. If you want to lead lead somebody to Christ, this is what saves you right here. Romans ten nine. And that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, saying, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. All right? So that's the first thing. All right? Don't baptize someone before they do that. Right. Now, they can make this confession when they're ready and they act, they they're ready to confess Jesus as Lord and believe in their heart, right? You can be standing in the water when they make that confession. Once they're done with that, the baptism is the seal. The baptism represents you going through death, burial, and resurrection with Jesus so that you can be an heir with him. Now, can you get to heaven if you're not baptized? I don't want to play that game. Yeah. Because there are parts of scripture that stress that you need to be baptized. Now, I don't want to play that game. 
So there, there's, there, there's no argument in, in my mind. Yeah. Well, I was just trying to... No, no, I wasn't doing a very good job, but the, they essentially... Some people want the rationale behind doing it if it's not necessary for salvation. Yeah. And the rationale would be there's plenty of things that you're asked to do or asked to not do um, that maybe aren't required for salvation, but it, it's it's kind of a part of the, the whole deal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so... All right, gentlemen, uh, let's take a quick break. I'm going to stop this recording because there's a big storm moving in, and I don't want the power to go out and us to lose this. So I'm going to stop this. We'll take a little break. We'll come back, dig into Team PT. This episode was brought to you by Natural Rapport. I hope you guys have heard me talking about Natural Rapport They make uncomplicated pet essentials that are gentle, safe, and effective. Why does this matter to me? Because we have two dogs at our house, and we don't have kids. So we treat our dogs like our family members, like our children. I know that might sound crazy to a lot of y'all. That's just how we are. We want to make sure that we give them the best treats and the best grooming products and all that stuff that they need possible and natural rapport fits the bill for that all right all the ingredients used in natural rapport products are as close to nature as possible most of them are single ingredient they're all made in the usa who wants to feed their dog that they love a dog treat that's made somewhere over in china all right yeah that's probably not gonna be good i just i'm not big on the chinese dog food uh treat products but hey guess what we got natural rapport 100 made in the usa yes they're awesome people if you guys love your animals like we love ours go visit natural rapport on their website at nattyrap.com i'll attach a link to their website in the show notes of this episode give them a follow on instagram at natural rapport and of course they've given us as three of seven podcast listeners a pro code it's just three of seven project, all caps. That'll give you 10% off your purchase. Go check them out if you've got animals. Yeah, you're going to love them. Thanks, guys. Somebody let a, somebody let a, yeah, somebody let a, ripped a terrible one in. It's got to be chilly. His stomach was blown up this morning. He just had another little Debbie. <laughs> yeah, I did. Well, I had another one because I told you I was going to eat. A double-decker in your face whenever I won. Well, I didn't win, but to be honest with you, there's Did you eat a there's never – I ate a single, and there ain't never a bad time for a little Debbie. You know what else I've been on, too? I had oatmeal cream pie, but I've been on them peanut butter ones. You ever never seen them? Tried one. <laughs> well, they don't seem to be working for you, though. Well, you're missing out. All right. Mm, Dude, peanut butter's let, good. let's talk about Team PT, man. Because – Let's talk about it. Uh, yeah, please. Let's talk. I, I'm trying to be gentle here, guys. I don't want you to be gentle. Okay. You're just, a, you don't understand what's happening. I, I'm just tired of, I'm really legitimately tired of winning all the time. I don't get tired it, of winning. It, it, You're it, surrounding get, yourself with a bunch of losers. <laughs> <laughs> you need to change the crowd, say, man. Look, <laughs> you, say that again. Look, you guys. Or losers. <laughs> you guys should be just as fit as me. 
Oh, really? What? Yeah. Chad. Says the one who does nothing else, can't get you to do nothing with receipts. Hey, man, missing like 72 receipts. Oh, yeah, easy day, man. I'll have those uploaded after Team PT tomorrow. <laughs> easy day. Easy. Still ain't uploaded. Don't do nothing but train. Why should we be in better shape? Well, I don't do nothing but train either, but... No, you don't. Not recently. That's the thing, man. Hold on, Chili. I I haven't given you permission to speak yet on Dang. this Team PT. Um, until you win... That freaking sicko. It, hey, until... There, there are some stipulations here, because I, I need to give you some incentive to beat me, obviously. No, you have to be patient. You always preach patience with me, Chad. I mean, first of all, let me get this out of the way. Let's change it, though. It's Congratulations. Not- you won Team PT this morning. You know who I was racing? Just Chad. No. But he won. Yay, we- Chad. Yay, Chad. Awesome, man. That was that was sick. You won another PT. Chili. There was nobody racing, but you freaking won, dude. We- yes. I love watching you win, man. God, I got that same feeling when I watched you cross the line for the last time at Mid-State. Man, I was just so proud of my brother for winning. I got that same feeling again today, dude. It was awesome. Chili, we established Thank you for that. last night, we established that it was a race. The Listen, team, race. And then we reestablished it this morning. Let, let me, because today, let me tell y'all what happened. This week was Chili's opportunity. No, it wasn't. To design his true. Team PT. That was true. Okay. But it wasn't an opportunity for me to. So Chili designed a Team PT that I thought. I legitimately thought I was going to lose today. I did not think that I was going to win this give me PT. A, give me like two months. Okay. Chili designed this PT. I called Chili two days ago, and he said, have you heard what the team PT is? And I said, no, I ain't heard what it is. And he said, oh, well, let me just go ahead and tell you. We cut out all this other bull crap, biking, swimming, this and that. He said, we're, right. we're running up the mountain, up and down the mountain four times. And um, I said, okay. So he had, he, this was tailored to him and, and to his specific strength running uphill. And he said, he said, Chad, I said, well, Chili, I'm probably going to beat you. But I didn't think I was going to, but I went ahead and told him that anyways. And then he said, Chad, you can't run uphill. And I said, I said, well, Chili. <laughs> well, you know, after that first lap, you, you you were walking. You power hiked a good bit. I I seen you. No, I didn't. It may have looked like I was power hiking, but <laughs> I was running at a power hiking speed. All right, okay, okay. Let me let me finish. Uh, it, you better be easy, man. You're gonna. I'm about to require you to respectfully request permission to speak until you start until you actually win a PT. Well, you can do that whenever you want, but I ain't gonna do it. Um. So, this is what's happened is, is when, when Chili and I go out and train, <clears throat> when we come to a hill, a, a mountain, I hike up the mountain. And I, ha- I have convinced Chili, and I've told Chili, the old bull don't run uphill. The old bull don't run uphill because it's not smart to run up a hill. I can power hike. Just a hair bit faster than most people can run. I mean, a hair bit slower than most people can run up a hill. Just a hair bit. Yeah, and then I and then I'm gonna I'm gonna blow them out on the downhill. All right. So here's the thing. 
Chili ha- is has been and and was convinced that the old bull couldn't run uphill. Well, I know that, you, that that's what you call deception. I know you have it in you. You choose not to most of the time. I I don't I don't a lot of times I don't recommend. Uh, obviously, you guys know I don't subscribe to the Eastern religious uh, concepts, right? But there are some books. There's a book you need to read. Um, no, there's a book you need to read. It's called The Art of War. No. All right, The Art of War. I think it's written by Sun Tzu. There's another one called The Book of Five Rings. All right? These are both samurai-era books on warfare and strategy. Okay? I've been deceiving you because I knew there was going to come a time where we were going to be doing an uphill race. Well... Race. Yeah. He had been prepping you for this for years, Chili. Well, to to act like yes. you deceived me, I, I never had any disillusions that you could not run uphill, that you were not physically capable of it. You just chose not to most of the time. So today was his day, tailored to him. He, wants he, to- he selected the PT. He was solely... Con- Chili, you were convinced you were going to win today. No, when, I wasn't. When I talked to you on the phone the I other wasn't, day, you were convinced. This wasn't a race to me, Chad. Why were you talking so much crap? Because that's what I do. I'm a freaking crap talker, man. You keep calling me out on this stuff. I'm not in any kind of condition right now to race. I'm not physically healthy enough. That's why I'm not signed up for any races. I would be signed up for races on ultra sign up <laughs> if, I was in, if I was in the right condition to do that. But I'm not. So I'm, I'm trying to get back into training. I'm actually doing a little bit better. This has been a pretty decent week. And I said, well, we'll just have a good training day, and you got to turn everything into a race. I do, too, because I'm competitive. But we I race know, once a week. But we, I know, That's what Team PT is. No, it's not. It's a training session. No, it's a daggone... It, 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 there is a certain amount of respect yeah. that comes when you win TP, well, Team PT. I, absolutely, and you deserve respect for today because I didn't win. Listen, boys. And, Listen. Now, hold on. And I, and I didn't... I, I, I But I... To say I knew I wasn't going to win, I always, circles, I always think I'm going to win, but I'm not in that kind of shape right now. I'd be signed up for races. But you call me out. I'm not going to be some weenie that backs down when you're talking to all this junk. I'm not going to be like, no, I'm not in. I can't race right now. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not healthy enough. Well, no, I'm just going to freaking do it and take the crap that you give me every time. Only, and, you know, I, I do want to say, I... I apologize is not the right word, but I let some people down who reached out on social media. Some people even had money on me winning this today. Yeah, so send your money. You guys that made these bets, send your money to me. All right, what's our P.O. box? 301. (laughs) P.O. box 301. Aragon, Georgia. Aragon, Georgia. What's the tip code? 30104. All right, send your dang bet money to me. Don't solicit money like that. If you want to make bets, you freaking cheapskate. If you want to make bets, you Roger up on your bet, man. You don't throw no, but you don't throw a bet out. Let me tell y'all about the art the, of war with Chad. The Bible y'all have says, not learned how to not play the old bulls games. Y'all just, it's like throwing another log on the fire. If you don't put another log on the fire, it'll go out. But y'all just keep putting logs on the fire. Listen, and, buddy. And, it, and the fire gets so big, it will eventually consume everything. And you'll burn your whole property down. Y'all got to quit putting logs like on I'm the Like I'm competitive, fire. man. I'm competitive. I can't help it. I mean, 
but here's another thing. Some people have, have got this, this weird idea that it would be some monumental occasion for me to beat Chad at a Team PT. No, do y'all want to know why he wants to beat me so bad at these? Because the first time we ever met, I literally took a part, not all of it, I took a part of his soul that will forever be spread out on the Penhody Trail in North Georgia. It's just, I just... Oh, I earned that back a long time ago. I, I collected that up, I've formed it together, and then I set it on fire and I spread the ashes all over the Penhody Trail. And as I waited for him for hours and ate my freaking burrito, it was I, delicious. I got and I that waited back on him, a long time ago. Waited on him. Hey. Met sh- him. You know, shook his hand and was like, this is pretty pitiful. This is the best second place <laughs> hey. to do. But, I mean, a ship, nice to meet you, man. Good chilling. job getting on the podium. A ship don't sail on yesterday's wind. So. I know. That's why I don't even want to bring it up, truly. But people that think it'll be some monumental occasion, no. Not at all. Well, you're going to have to give some evidence that it ain't going to be because it don't look good for you, brother. It don't look good. You beating me don't look good. What? It, it don't look... It's, you're... It's not looking like it's going to happen. Well, well I want to explain something to y'all. I, I spent 12 years in the SEAL teams getting beat to a pulp. My body is broke down. I, I'm freaking half bald. I got a, I got a gut. I Look, I've had heart well, surgery. That's on you. I'm beat all to pieces, man. And this joker still can't beat me. Still can't beat the old bull. You know what it's actually going to be? It's going to be... The pale horse didn't even have to ride today. The pale <laughs> horse stayed up in the stable, son. It's going to be embarrassing whenever it's time to really race. And Chili's on. <laughs> You're going to be embarrassed because you've talked all this crap, made it seem like people can't beat you, including me, when the only reason you care so bad that you beat me at these little piddly team PTs is because... You know what I've done to you and what I'm capable of. I'm so tired of winning. That's the whole reason I'm going to do the the FKT on the Penhody. Because now I just have to compete against myself. You're I can't so even compete crap. against other people. You're Listen, so full Chili, of crap. When you win, it's not going to be as big a deal because Chad is really good about getting people amped up and you're real good about letting him. But the other way around, he'll just change the subject and he'll lead it on down no matter how much you bring it up. I don't think people realize when I beat him at a Team PT, I'm not going to celebrate. I expect to win. I'm just not in that. I'm not ready to yet to be racing. That's why I'm not signed up for races. I'll sign up for races when I'm ready. And then. Screw a race. Screw a dang race. No, I like them. These Team PTs are way more important than any race. I did 30 races last year and I haven't raced one time this year. Yeah. When I'm ready again, races, I'll be hitting it hard. We race every Wednesday. No, we don't. We train Whatever, every Wednesday. Dude. I'm in training mode, all right? When I'm in racing mode, you'll know, because you won't be able to freaking mistake the fiery rain that's coming down on you. Well, you know, it's awful nice to be in a position where you don't have to talk about when. <laughs> when this happens. I agree. When that happens. <laughs> Wait till wait till True. next year. True. Look, man. True, but that's all I can do right now. You see that sign up there? The man in the arena. That's me. The man in the arena. I, I f- Justin, what do you think about all this, brother? I hadn't heard nothing from you in a little while. I told you, man. You well, got to work a word edgewise yeah. in on this joint. Yeah. 
I, I say we set a date. Oh, we have next summer, Ball State. Okay. All right. 315 miles. We have, I'll be ready by then. Yeah. What did you, Justin, tell the people <clears throat> what you said when, when I come by you on about that second lap? Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so I'm piddling up this, you know, hill. It's more like a giant mountain. I, th- I think it was like 600-something feet of climbing. I'm piddling up this thing, and here comes Chad, and uh, and he's flying, going fast. And I looked at him, and I said, hey, man, if Chili's hauling the mail, buddy, you hauling it in an airplane? Because he was moving. It was a sight to see. I don't think I hauled the mail today, Justin. You wasn't going slow. Well, I was going pretty slow, but yeah. we were just training, man. We're getting back to form. Well, You're in form. No, I'm not even in form. I'm, I'm just, no, but I'm just messing around. You're not in form, but you're you're a you're in pretty good shape for where you've ever been in this last four years when you've been an ultra runner. Y'all just wait till we start putting some shooting into these things. Oh, that's coming. Oh, that'll <laughs> I, I, I that'll told, just make it worse for just, me. <laughs> and just to let you know too, just Justin Team PT's with us quite a bit. Um, look. Team PT is 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 gonna is gonna morph once a month into a full on combat scenario. All right, and you want to know why? Because because every one of us should have our kit squared away. If you don't have a rifle that is fully fitted and Z'd at two hundred meters. If you don't have a body armor, plate carrier, where you can carry at least eight mags, water, a little bit of food, comms gear, and whatever else you need, if that's not set up and you don't have a gun belt that's set up with with your med kit, with your pistol, with your extra mags, if you don't have that crap set up, you ain't ready. Every one of us should have that kit sitting in a corner somewhere that we can just grab, we just grab it and go, right? It should be sitting somewhere, either in a corner or in your war box. When I was in the SEAL teams, I had a war box that traveled with me everywhere I went. It was a Pelican case. And when I cracked that joker open, there was everything I needed right there to throw on, ready, set up to go out and do an op. And that's why we're going to to have some specific PTs because it's going to force every one of us to square our kid away, right? And I think that's important. I do too. So train, that, that's train why, like you fight. That's it, man. That's why we're going to do that. We got plenty of guns. We got, but but is your retention good? Is your sling good? Is the zero good? Are you happy with your optic? Are you able to run with it, jump with it, swim with it, paddle with it, climb with it? All right? That's what you need to know. That's why we're doing that, Chili. Not so I can beat you even worse than I already... I can't beat you any worse than I beat you. No, I wanted to tell people why we were doing that. I pulled 18 and a half minutes on you today on an 11-mile run. 12. That that is terrible. It was 12. Yeah, it is terrible, but... I got worried about Why do we have to rehash this stuff? I mean... (laughs) Yay, so, Chad! He won. He won, man. Nobody I, I, was racing but him, but he won. I mean, 
I, it's pretty I, awesome. I want to hear your. I want to hear your. If you got something, Blake, you can go. But I want to hear Chili's story of the team PT. Just like what happened, like lap one. Okay, I'll start it off, and I want you to finish it from your perspective. Lap one, I went out. How does it start? How does the whole shebang start? Three. It started with a double baptism, back up to the start line. Three, two, one, go. <laughs> We went out. Chili pulls in front of me and leads me, leads me almost to the top of the first lap. So he's leading me. Oh, dude. looking good. Okay, I, now I wasn't I want, looking good. I just started to run like I always start. I just uh, okay, running out. You were leading me, so and, now take me through each lap and when you, when you had the realization that you were freaking just. Unsat before we started, he wants the race report. Yeah, let, if you've had time to digest, let, oh, let's go back. <clears throat> I was, you were the only one racing. You understand that? I was training. Well, you can use that as a defense mechanism. If no, you it's want. not a defense mechanism. You even you put eight, whatever. Why are you cheating me? I'm not cheating you. I'm not, I would be racing if I was in race mode right now chili why aren't you giving me the best version of yourself because How do you expect me to get better we've had these discussions you know we well, have you can't get any better it's fun <laughs> good Thank point you, Blake. we've had we have so many um uh contradictory discussions behind the scenes me and chad the the discussions that tell him chili you can't start training 140 150 160 miles a week again like you used to because I, I was too much. You got to take care That's of yourself. That's not how you're going to beat me at Team you PT. Can, listen, though. You, you can't be doing that anymore. You know, that was too hard on your body. That's what got you into this mess. You can't be racing every weekend and everything else. Well, I, I mean, that's what I like to do. But at the same time, he comes back and tells me, I got to race him every Wednesday. I got to start doing this and that. And uh, it's like... We have contradictory conversations. I'm trying to take care of myself in a better way now. I'm trying to get back into training where I can train consistently, and I'm not. Why did I have to force you to eat after our PT today? I had to force you to eat. Because we ha you act like it's critical that I eat within 30 minutes or something. It's important. Well, maybe it is. Those are the things I'm talking about. And, 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 and the whole... Training and running without water and all this stuff, you've got to quit that, Chili. Uh, I, I've, I, this is like beating a dead horse here. I didn't drink any water or take in any food on that, so that's a problem. It was 12 miles. Could I have performed better if I had? Sure, but it wasn't, I'm not racing. Well, yeah, you are, you are racing. You can keep saying that as an excuse for not for losing so bad. But no, it's you, not an excuse. I lost. I would have lost if if I did eat. I, I mean, I you you well, ran yeah. you ran well today. Yeah. I mean, I thought you ran well today. You wouldn't have been able to do that workout that fast in like. So I'm laying some six months ago. I'm laying some ground rules here. All right, for all the listeners. Let's lay some ground rules for PT. We have we we have ground rules for PT. Every team PT is a race. No. And every and we cycle each week 
a, t- a different team member gets to design the PT. We just come up with these on the fly. He designed the first 20. <laughs> yeah, because you guys are just now getting on board with this. All right, Justin's already working on a design for one for us, about an 18-mile-long paddle into Ugh. an 18-mile-long bike ride. Yeah, so that's uh, that. I mean, that's Justin's going to tailor. <laughs> obviously, when it's his week to design the PT, he's going to tailor it to his strengths. Well, that was that force, just a command to Justin? No, we were talking about <laughs> it earlier. Oh, okay. We talked about it earlier, and yeah, I got to throw that mountain biking in there. Yes. So that's a because because we do it the way we do it. When Justin designs a PT, it's going to force me to get better because I'm going to have to beat him in his strengths. Now, you go against Justin in a mountain bike race, <laughs> you better get with it, son. That's going to be good. That's the reason we do it this way, the reason we go around the horn. Well, Blake, that one's going to take about two days probably. No. How fast you think you can paddle 18 miles? I think I could. I don't know. I've never paddled before. <laughs> We're going <laughs> to figure it out. If I was slap getting with it, I think I could get it done pretty quick if there was some current. Um, so that's how we do. Now, let me lay down some some ground rules for Chili. Chili, we already talked about how you got you to gotta cut all this crap out about you, you, your whole philosophy around what, boy, not, when not, I get back not to, drinking I, and eating and I all agree. this stuff. It's okay. pitiful to say when I get back to form, but when I do, okay. all this is just going just, to it's ne- gonna be this beautiful picture of the some, next rule. somebody being patient and just taking you down. The next rule, you cannot race again until you beat me in three consecutive team PTs. Once you beat me... In three consecutive team PTs, you will be able to go. You will be ready then to go out and race in public. You act like you're some kind of the standard of, of what what fitness okay. is. Like if you, once you beat me, hold on, you're ready to go take on the world. I, I'm laying down these ground rules for for your own benefit. All right, you you think you're fitter? You. It's not that I'm fitter. It's just that I don't care. How I, I I just go and I am so driven to win, you can't beat me. So you don't think so I'm driven to win? We're gonna develop you. We're not racing. I am in the process of developing you mentally. No, no. physically. No, and spiritually. I can't let you say this crap like you're developing me. To- I, I am chilly. No. I I have some experience on you. All right. You are you you are a special project of mine. You've said this for good grief years now. I know, I know, but it's it's really now where we're really in the phases where where I'm able to spend time with you and work on you. Okay, so when you beat me in three consecutive team PTs, then you can go race. In I'll public race when again. I'm good and ready. I'm laying the ground rules, brother. <laughs> we are a team. We're one unit. We are a team, but when I sneak and, off and go race, it'll be whenever I think I'm ready. And when it may be after I've beaten you ten consecutive times, or it may be one. No, it's three. Has nothing to do with if I beat you at Team PT. You can wait till you beat me ten times, but once you've beat me three, then you have my blessing to go race. All the races I did last year, how many you think you would have beat me at? I don't. I'm. I'm tired of talking about the past, man. That's I all I have present. right now. That's all I have right now. I live now. in the present. That's all I have, though. I got to get back to that and better, and that's the plan. And uh, if you just be patient, I will. 
And you won't ever win another PT again. You say you're tired of winning. Well, how about never winning another one again? We're going to get to a point where you never win another one. Well, you better become a, a more balanced athlete. I will be. Because you look like a freaking ball of mashed up butthole in the CrossFit gym. <laughs> and on okay. a mountain bike. Let me, let me and say, in the water. Let me say this. I'll, you'll get to the point and where on you, the range. you never... You never <laughs> Everything. It's pretty much everything. You'll never win another running heavy PT. That's what I'll say. You'll still win this other bull crap. I ain't going to mountain bike. If you're mountain biking, quit. Stupid. If you're paddling full time, you don't do nothing else but you paddle, you have all that equipment, quit. Stupid. Well, if you go to the gym and don't run, quit. Stupid. I'm glad we ate the steak before the salad today. Glad we got oh. that good stuff out of the way. Yeah. Well, this ain't real high quality <laughs> podcasting, is it? Um, uh, look, we we we've settled this debate. The ground rules have been laid. Uh, well, I ain't agreed and, on, and, them. and we'll keep we'll 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 keep doing. You guys keep tuning in, and we'll see what eventually. I will get so old and decrepit, he will beat me. Chili's about ten years younger than me, so it may take ten years or twenty years for him to beat me. I think when I'm 60 and he's 50, he'll be able to beat me. I'm on track for, I'd say, mid to late October beating you every time we do a run heavy one. Okay. Like, I don't count these mountain bike ones. And uh, If you beat me at that, Obviously, you're hoorah. not interested in being a warrior. If you want to be, a, 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 if you want to be an athlete... Go right ahead. I'm interested in being a warrior myself. So you're going to ride mountain bikes? It makes you a warrior? I'm going to swim. I'm going to ride. I'm going to shoot. I'm going to run. I'm going to climb. I'm going to carry. I'm going to do all that. That's right. That's what, I, that's what I'm interested in doing. I, I want to ask you all something real quick. Um, you know, 3 of 7 project here. These numbers, uh, 3 and 7 keep coming up Ugh. on accident and, and I, I just want to see how you feel about this chili if it if it means anything i i don't know i don't look too deeply into this but we started three of seven project based off of ezekiel 37 three of seven on accident dry bones yeah i i just i just had that realization a few months ago i was like holy crap this is Ezekiel 37. All right. Accident. I actually ran 37 hours at the Mid-State Mile this year. I ran it 30. I thought it was 38. You, we had three intermissions. Mm. I ran for 37 hours. Um, with three intermissions. With three intermissions. Um, we just decided we want to go paddle the Altima Hall River. I looked up how long it is. 137 miles. This crap keeps coming up, man. It's really weird. Uh, I, I don't know about these numbers, man. I, I, I don't. I don't really. It's interesting to me. It's not that I like. It's not that I have some emotional attachment to it, or I'm seeking it out. But when I see it, it's really interesting to me. Uh, like another one. We grew up on Highway 278. My buds class was 278. I, I mean, I, I don't know. It's just, I mean, uh, 
of all the numbers. <laughs> what what is this anything or is it legitimately just random coincidence? What do you think? I don't think there's any coincidences. You know, I think that if if God's talking to you, you know, hearing God's voice is is like being on being on comms on a radio. If if you're on one frequency and I'm on another one, I can't hear you. Doesn't matter what we do. You know, if if you're on the frequency, God's coming in with all kinds of stuff, you know, and you can hear him. And, you know, maybe maybe that's maybe that's him doing a little confirmation that, you know, hey, this is this is working. This is yeah. this is your path. This is what you need to be doing. I I can I can take I can I get that. And that's what I that the only value in this is that is me saying, oh, okay, well maybe this is and I can't prove this. Like I, I don't even know. I, I, I need to do some more research into numbers in, in the in the Bible. Um I know numbers play a huge part. In the Bible, I don't know why God chose to use numerology to represent so many different things. They do. They play a huge yeah. part in the Bible. But um, you know, it was like it was like the Ultima Hall. We decided like I've wanted to paddle this river for over a year now, and we've been on the fence about it, and we finally committed to it. And then we go and look, and it's 137 miles. And I'm like, huh. Well, maybe maybe that means maybe it doesn't, but could it potentially just reassurance? Could it potentially be a sign of reassurance? I I, I don't know. And Chili, I, I know you've got some stuff to say on this, so I'm I'm interested. Man. Well, we've had this discussion before. I mean, I'm not. I forget what it even was about, but I'm not into numerology. Like that's. It, I mean, I see. I think it could become an unhealthy thing. I see how people are interested in it or whatever because it's like cool when something lines up you know like oh my buds class is 278 and i live on two you know us 278 or whatever that's cool well it, i don't try to find a significant meaning in that mm. i mean i don't, I don't see any it. point in that or what like if there is one well okay i mean then i just don't i think you can get wrapped up in that in a very negative way i think so too. and i think uh it's just fairly insignificant or and if there is some kind of thing that you're supposed to understand or whatever then that'll be revealed to you i mean i don't i'm not into the whole numbers thing and like you said numbers play a significant role in the bible well but it's a different kind of numerology like than what exists out there like people trying to figure out like mean the the weird stuff i mean you'd have to yeah. research it and and it's just a bunch of mess it, like yeah it could become that but but so like, like do and then your answer do i think it's a coincidence that the altamaha river is 137 miles or it has some deeper meaning well i mean i what justin said is a legitimate discussion but how you define coincidence like i don't i tend to believe or lean that there's not a deeper meaning in that okay i mean that's just how long the river is yeah i mean or the mid-state mile, or Ezekiel three seven, or no, I get it that you you can come up with a lot of stuff, but I mean it's just significant stuff though. Oh yeah, I, I'm not like looking at little 
things. Like well, I, I'm well, not even looking okay, for this period. Here's the deal. Say it's say it is significant. What is the significance? That, uh, that's what I don't know. And does it even matter if you don't know? Mm-mm. So no, I mean, I it's just like it I just think it's interesting. Well, I mean, yeah, I think numbers are interesting in general. Like when things line up, it's. I mean, if you. You know, if we were going down the highway and some on some road trip, and you see, oh, we're on US thirty seven right now, you'd be like, oh, that's cool. No, I don't think that that would be cool because I I'm looking at numbers lining that up had something significant bit, with you, like extreme significance, like bit like big things. Well, I don't think it means nothing, but I don't. I mean, I okay, I could always be that, wrong. That's fine. What do you think, Blake? I mean, I don't know what it would mean, but I I think that they have, I think that that stuff has happened consistently, with significant meaning for some reason. I don't know how grand or how not grand, but it numbers play too big of a, I say a, play a role, but they are prevalent in the Bible when when they uh, was the walls of Jericho fell when they hiked or. Walk marched around it seven times. I mean, you know, there's plenty of things, and specifically three and seven, not always well, together. Well, that's why you named. Yeah, that's why this was named that. Yep. I mean, it, it's you know, yeah. I, but then for those to keep coming up, I mean, I can't say yes or no, but my opinion of it is that it it, ha- it has some kind of value, and it would be different if you were looking for it. If you were saying, what river? is 137 miles or 37 miles and i'm gonna go do that river that that's different than man i've been wanting to do this for a while we're gonna do it and then then you start researching the river and you say dang it's 137 miles or a year later you realize man that was ezekiel 37 that we started this on and you know thinking about the mid-state all of those examples you shared now going back to like your buds class in the highway i mean I could see that's coincidental. Maybe not, but I could say that that's coincidental. But three of seven and all the other numbers lining up, to me, maybe it is, maybe it's not, but it it's there's too much of a uh, common occurrence to just r- totally write it off. If it happened one time, like a Eagle 37, I'd say that's pretty cool. But then two, three, and things continue to happen, then at that point you're like, well, my, Maybe let me look at it a little, little bit more. Well, you asked for our opinions. I mean, my oh, yeah. opinion ain't worth much, but I'm not afraid to give it. I just don't think there's much meaning in it. <clears throat> I could be wrong, but that's that's yeah. where I think. <clears throat> uh, I don't know the significance of the meaning, but I think that there is some sort of meaning there, if nothing else. Like Justin said, a, a reassurance to you and us that, yeah, you know, this kind of lines. Well, even that, like, it could be that if you let it be almost. Yep. I mean, like if you're just like, you know what? That's, I, I don't know. It's. And, and I see Chili's perspective too, where it could become a very unhealthy thing. Well, yeah. Cause you're doing, if you started doing things because of the number they are, not because of yep. what God <laughs> says yep. in his Bible to do or what, what you're supposed to be doing, then it's a problem. But when they happen, when you are fulfilling God's will, mm. then it's like, Okay, let me look at it. It's a nice little confidence booster. Yeah. I feel like it is. Yeah. Like I have no anticipation or expectation of aligning numbers up with anything. 
Um, well, so do you think it's God's will that you do the river trip? I mean, you think that's like some kind of affirmation of that? I mean, I'm just curious. Like, what are you even? Uh, it, we're just talking in very general yeah, terms it, about yeah, this stuff. It, so like, it, when I saw that, it did give me some reassurance. Like Justin said that, wow, we really do need we do need to do this. So, so maybe it does mean something to me, but in a very healthy way. Now, now, we could go out and do this river, and all of us could die. <laughs> could happen. Then I, then you guys listening to this will probably be like, "Well, <laughs> that didn't really mean nothing." <laughs> well, or, or man, man, who's or to maybe say? It did. Who's to <laughs> it say? Something. That's it. So you his know, his will is his will. That's if it's it. your time. It's your time. Amen, brother. So, I, I just thought it was it was you know pretty cool, man. Uh, yeah, and, and really. It would be something uh, really <clears throat> worthy to maybe do a study on biblically. Um, if there are any examples in Scripture of God giving his sons or daughters reassurance through showing them something like that. I don't think there's as much of that as there is numbers being used in, uh, like, as symbols and as. <clears throat> you know, things are done in a certain way and, and a certain amount of times to, like, represent. Yeah. The, you know, so that, that's kind of different to me uh, than even what you're talking about, about numbers just kind of. Well, we got to, we got to, I'm going to do, I'm going to do a study on it. See see what I can find in the Bible to to lead us to a, a, a more, a conclusion with some sort of biblical foundation and not just opinions. I yeah. may not find anything. I mean, I think that's right. What Chili said: if a number is used in the Bible, it's used to represent God or something. You know, if it's the Trinity, it, it's sometimes it's three. You know, yeah. And like, I mean, like I said, that's why you name three of seven project three of seven project seven represents completion, and that's how it's used in the Bible. I don't. I mean, once again, I'm not going to say this definitively, but I don't. To my knowledge, there's no examples of there being numbers playing a role in the way you're talking about. Yeah. Well, to my knowledge, there's not either, or I would be quoting you but, from Scripture. But why I think numbers are, are important is because mathematics is really cool and how it, like, I don't know. I think, like, mathematics is cool to me because there's always an answer, right? There's a way to find an answer with math. Like, numbers go on infinitely, there's not an end to the number line. <laughs> you know, that represents eternity to me. Like, how can you can't even conceive of how that's possible or, or how that even makes sense? And I think that's evidence of a, uh, I mean, not that there needs to be any more evidence of intelligent design, but it's even, it's so cool to me to even think about like how numbers point to a creator. Like, how would, how would mathematics come out of the chaos of a world that just, I don't even know how to say it, that came to be without a creator. Like, you know, it wouldn't happen. So yeah. and that's why I think numbers are cool. But, yeah, you know, like wrapping up meaning in numbers that you see or whatever is just uh, kind of a different ballgame. Yep. Um, by the way, when we came up with the name for 307 Project, I was – I like – I personally – understood the meaning of the name but it was not a catchy name and 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 i thought is this really gonna work 
Because it's not. It's not a catchy name. It's not something that somebody would hear and have an immediate understanding of what it is and want to go and be a part of it or do more. I, I, I guess, you know, search it out or whatever. And it's just so cool to me to see what it has become. I know you guys listen to this. You don't have the same feelings about it as I do because literally with through the through through our relationship with Christ in prayer and thinking on this, we came up with the name from the very beginning and to see what it has become from initially thinking this is not a catchy name. Like everybody else has catchy names. Like cleared hot, free range American, uh, like there. Everybody else has a catchy name. Our name is not anything like that. Yeah. It is unique. When when folks, um, me personally, when I go out and I'm telling somebody, I'm like, "Hey, have you watched the Three of Seven podcast?" They don't. If they have, that's awesome. And we, you know, have a little conversation. If they haven't, they immediately say, well, what does that mean? Yeah. That's that's an opportunity for me or anybody else in the body of three or seven to go out and and really explain what that means. And all those other podcasts you just listed, people are like, oh, cool, free, free range American. Like that said it all right there. They, they may think that's a cool podcast, but whoever's trying to tell their friend about it, they're not going to get the in-depth opportunity uh, that we have to really explain mm. what you guys are doing. And I'm just looking at it from a, you know, elevator pitch perspective. You're going out trying to tell somebody about what you guys are doing forcing yourself to have to explain what three of seven means and what the project does, what's on the podcast, uh, resurrected it. It's a no brainer, you know, to get people to it and to see what all you guys are doing. And, and it's, it's fun to me to be able to, they go, what is that? Go, <laughs> That's well, a cool perspective. Here's, yeah. here's what it is. And it gives me a five minutes to go down through it with them and, they're in. And you can't explain it to somebody without bringing Jesus into it. That's right. Because of the numbers. And so it gives you not only an opportunity to tell them what three of seven is, but then it gives you an opportunity to tell them who Jesus is. So I, I yep. never really had considered that. That's a, Jesus that's a good designed it that way. Yeah. That's right. Jesus designed it that way. We didn't. Yep. <clears throat> Man. Sure do love you guys. What uh, anything else on y'all's heart? I'll say I love you too, Chad. Man, I'll Chili's, tell you, man. Chili's so mad at you, he can't even say it. You know, I, you know, I, I mean that's a good podcast. We we hit on a lot of stuff. We'll we'll save something for later on, I guess. I mean, I just was really honored to have you here today, Justin. I know you didn't get to talk a lot. I'm sure you'll be back on the show multiple times. So that was my fault. We'll uh. Maybe one day we're we'll catch because Chili yeah was season up over here because so mad. I want to catch up with Justin and hear more of, of your testimony, what you do, what you see, what, what 
what what is what is coming for you that you can see um all that stuff absolutely you know what we'll i mean get him in this so. chair yeah <laughs> yeah we'll get him in the interview seat one day so anything else on y'all's heart not today <laughs> we've just about wrung it dry today yeah, we didn't even get to talk much about the vaccine and stuff. We'll talk about that later on. You know, well, that the you mentioned early in the show about talking about that and talking about uh, the app. I've always wanted my own radio show where I just sit in a dark room and go for about 10 hours a day. Well, you're about to have one. You ever heard of Bob Grant? He no. was an old-timey conservative radio host, and he used, people used to call into his show, and he'd be like, get off my phone, you fake phony fraud. Get off! And I used to love listening to it, but I've always kind of envisioned having my own little radio show like that. Well, so. when we get the app, we're going to be able to live stream audio on the app. And we're going to buy Chili a setup that he has wherever he lives at. <laughs> and and you're going to be able to do that, Chili. And, and I'm thinking about creating a show, a daily show called morning coffee with chad and it's just 30 seconds mine will be 10 hours 30 seconds to a minute so we're going to have everything from 10 hours long shows to 30 second shows to the three of seven podcast somewhere in between there and this is obviously to happen over a period of time so all you guys don't expect this to happen immediately <laughs> when chad and chili are painting their dreams and views here so it is in the works, but y'all stand by. Tune in September 1st, my first 10-hour show. Yeah. <laughs> Simulcast. All right, guys, we love y'all. Thanks for listening. Enough said.